Scott with SJ, Wildfire.com. Hey, I'm pleased to announce Pastor Larry. We've talked a little bit about Pastor Larry and his Bible study. He's been studying Ephesians 6 for the last three to four years. He's been diving deep into spiritual warfare. And what was interesting is during his study over the last three, four years, he actually had a demonic encounter that he had to rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ. And this is a man's man. Pastor Larry fought two years in Vietnam uh, with the Marines, saw a bunch of action. Then he became a pastor from there later in life. He ended up becoming a school teacher, very hardworking man, owned his own paint company, uh, multiple blue collar, white collar jobs. The man has life experiences. He's a cool dude, man's man, fun to be around and he loves the Lord. I'd like to start um this morning on uh, just a few scripture verses uh, psalm 56 verses 1 and 2 it says be merciful to me my god all day long they press their attack my adversaries pursue me all the day long in their pride many are attacking me when i am afraid i put my trust in you in god whose words i praise in God I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? In God, whose word I praise, in the Lord, whose word I praise, in God I trust and am not afraid. What can man do to me? I am under vows to thee, my God. I will present my thank offerings to thee. For thou hast delivered me from death and my feet from stumbling that I may walk before God in the light of life. Some pertinent verses to what we will talk about, and that's about being fearful. Now, being afraid or having fear is okay. It all depends on what you do with it. I'm sure as we're going to see that as Joshua is going into the promised land, as he is about to enter, God had to reassure him, even though he got the, the uh, blessing from Moses before Moses died. God had to assure Joshua not to be afraid. And there's some passages that we'll re read in Joshua 1, and there's some lessons we can learn. In God, or with God, we will gain victory, and he will trample down our enemies. So I want to encourage you today. I'm talking as a friend, not as a preacher. I know I was a pastor, but I'm talking to you from my heart. I'm talking to you as a friend. I'm talking to you as someone who's gone through and is, is going through sometimes fear and hopefully it gets less and less as I depend upon God, as I know him better. And that's going to be one of the keys that we will look at, not only in this podcast, but in others to come. And I'll keep going back to that. We'll only rise in our Christian life, in our spiritual walk with Jesus Christ when we know God more and more. 
We're going to attempt to explain what that means. God has made himself known through creation, through his revealed word. He wants to have us know him. He wants to, he knows us, as we're going to see as we go through these studies in Ephesians. He knows every one of us. So let me just encourage you today. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, God knows you. He knows you before the very foundation of the earth. He knows every hair on your head. He knows it. He numbers them. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And please let this be words of encouragement today. It's God encouraged Joshua. I need this. You need this. We're living in fearful times. This is the increase on visit, people visiting uh, psychiatrists and psychologists and the um, selling of anti-anxiety drugs, antidepressants uh, on a huge, huge uptick. And it all basically comes back to this. It's fear. And you know that over the biggest command in the Bible, you know what that is? It's found over 200 times in Scripture. The command is, don't be afraid, or don't fear. I mean, we look over this, out over this violent world and how, how it follows its own set of rules and ignores God. Sometimes I get a little bit nervous, and, uh, and I wonder, what's going on? Where is God in all of this? Yes, I wonder that once in a while. Why does he allow all this to go on? But we're going to look at Joshua today and see if we can get some little help. You may be like Joshua, and I may be like Joshua, and I am. We need to step up in God's power through our own fear and do something about it. And I understand that Satan and his demons are very powerful and deceptive. And they seek your destruction, and they seek my destruction. In fact, this morning I was wrestling with even doing this podcast, my friends. Satan seems to be attacking me. My flesh attacks me. Sometimes I get too lazy, and I don't want to do this. How would Satan puts into my mind, Oh, Larry, are you really that spiritual man to do this? There's others that can do it too. And why do we need you? Satan attacks all the time. We must be aware of his attacks. So we're going to look at Joshua and find out how we can be what we read in Ephesians 6.10, and that's where, where we have left off. Ephesians 6.10, it says, Be strong in the Lord, in his almighty power or in the power of his might. So that's what we're going to take some steps in how we can be strong in the Lord. Physically, we want to be strong. We want to be healthy. Well, we want to be strong. And we want to be healthy spiritual. spiritually. Remember, we, we said this is a spiritual battle. And we may need some encouragement today. I do, definitely do. 
because of your situation, because of my situation. You know, we may have a wayward child. I have a son who is brought up in the church, professed Christ, witnessed for Christ, moves away to New Zealand, and now he is an avowed atheist. So we have wayward children. We have problems. We have, we wrestle. Anybody that tells you a Christian life is not a life of wrestling and of problems and of trouble, they don't really know the scriptures. And there's a lot of preachers and a lot of Bible teachers out there that will tell you this. But as I read my scriptures, I read the fact that we'll have temptations, we'll have troubles, we'll have trials, we'll have attacks from Satan himself. You may have a health concern that you don't have an answer for. My wife had two cancers and Satan attacked. I'm not saying he caused the cancer, but the cancer came into my wife's life and my wife received Christ through it. So that's one good thing. So, you know, our troubles and trials will bring about, God will make it good for us. He'll... Through those troubles and trials, we'll become better people if we don't turn to fear and being afraid. And scriptures even tell us we don't have to be afraid of death because God's prepared a home for us. So I hope this helps assure you the fact that Christ has prepared a place for you and what you go through is for a purpose that sometimes we don't understand. You might, have, you might have said the wrong thing to somebody. You were grossly misunderstood. It could have been a family member or whatever, and you're cut off with that family. And I understand that. And that's some of the problems that we go through. Maybe your marriage. You don't know how that's going to turn out. You don't know how it's going to end. And you feel powerless. But rest assured, my friend, we don't have to fear. God knows you. God knows your situation. I can't emphasize that enough. Maybe your finances that are in trouble. I went, I've gone through that before, and you can't see the end of the tunnel. You don't know where your next bill, where your next payment's coming from. You might not know you know where your next meal's coming from. Maybe racked with arthritic pain, and I attest to that. And you just want to find some relief. And you're a little bit afraid of what's going to happen in the future. Your family may have disowned you because you became a Christian. And now you feel alone or you dropped out of a certain faith. And I use that term loosely. That doesn't agree with what they, they're in. And you've stepped out and you've accepted Christ as your Savior. And you've stepped out in faith and you're going to live for God. You may be depressed, like you're living in a deep hole and you can't get out. Been there, done that, my friends. Whatever our fears are, one thing is that God's presence is there and he wants you to experience his surroundings. He wants you to experience his arms around you. You need not be afraid. So many of these principles that God gave to Joshua just may help and encourage you and lift your spirits to new heights. I hope so. God encouraged Joshua through this promise to his forefathers 
You don't have to worry about giving it alone. God is with you. God may be asking you to do something. That can <laughs> bring some fear to an intimidation. That's why you're listening to these messages. My friends, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're listening right now, and this is where God wants you. He wants you to hear these messages. He loves you. He wants to help you. And don't t- tune out the podcast, please. I do not believe in fate or a victim of circumstances. I believe in divine appointment, and you're here listening for a reason. God has set you and me here at this place and this time so we could mutually encourage one another. And God may be calling you to step up, just like Joshua. Accept accept a new challenge in your life. It may be the mission field. It may be for you starting your own podcast about spiritual warfare. I, I don't know what it is. But I knew, do know that God can does give you the strength to do it. He's never going to call you someplace where he can't empower you to do it. So, Paul says in Ephesians 6.10, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And those spiritual resources that he provides are available to the believer. But just like Joshua, we have to act upon them. Joshua just couldn't sit by looking into the land of Canaan and God and saying, well, I don't have to do anything. God will bring this all to me. And that's the attitude uh, of many believers today. We have a responsibility. God wants you and I not only to have eternal life, and I pray that you do, but have the abundant life. And that's what Joshua's promise. Here's a land that flows with milk and honey. I don't know if that's literal, but it had a lot of good stuff in it. But we have to utilize our resources in Christ. So how does a Christian become strong in the Lord? Let me give you a story from the Old Testament. That's Joshua. Remember the children of Israel when they're about to enter the promised land after they left Sinai, the mountain of God. Remember, God had promised them a land way back in Abraham's time, he had promised. And God's about to fulfill his promise. And we're going to talk about that point in order to encourage us to seek the promises of God. The book of Joshua parallels, and I think I've said this before, it parallels the book of Ephesians. Why? Because we have an enemy. Israel had enemies. And we have battles and we have warfare the book of joshua does not depict going into heaven and there's many songs i looked over jordan what did i see coming for to carry me home swing low sweet chariot yeah it's not really theologically correct joshua would be the first to testify that the land of canaan was not heaven It depicts the spiritual life, the spiritual battles that we go through. Israel's battles, and I emphasize this over and over, were physical. not saying they weren't, spiritual was not behind some of it, but basically the promises and the battles of Israel were physical battles. 
such as a land to possess. So Christians, the only land they're told to possess, and we can look this up in the New Testament, and we will cover that, is heaven. They were, Israel was told to possess a land. And as we read, and if you're not open to the book of Joshua, and I hope you have your Bibles with you, because it's a lot easier to listen as you read along. So I'm going to read about this endeavor that Joshua is going to partake. So let's start in Joshua. I'll give you a chance to find it. In verses 2 through 6, the book of Joshua. Have you found it? Now remember what the Bible is? It's part of the armor of God. <laughs> the sword of the Spirit. Always keep that in the back of your mind. Can't properly wage the war against your spiritual enemy without your sword. So always have your sword handy, and I hope you do. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 2. Let's start reading. Moses, my servant, is dead. I mentioned that. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given to you, as I said unto Moses, verse 4, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea found the going down of the sun, shall be your coast, verse 5. There shall be not be any man able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee, and nor forsake thee. So now pay attention to what I'm about to read in this next few verses. It's an often repeated phrase throughout the scriptures. And especially you find it in three times here in the first chapter of Joshua. When God repeats himself... It's for emphasis, and this is what he wants us to center on. So let's look at uh, verse 6. Now we read these, but I'm going to read it again. Verse 6 says, Be strong and of what? Good courage. Verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous. Verse 9, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. So three times God tells Joshua, before he goes into the land to do battle, be strong and very courageous, Joshua. Okay, doesn't this, coupled with Ephesians 6.10, ring in our ears? Isn't there a comparison here for us to learn when facing our enemies? Sure it does. That's a self-answering question. So Paul says in Ephesians 6.10, Be strong in the Lord. He commands it. It's not an option. He commands it. Satan's out 24-7, 365 days a year. He doesn't sleep. 
He doesn't slumber. He's had thousands of years experience. So we have to be strong in the Lord. In the Lord is important. We're going to talk about that. You and I can glean some very valuable lessons here from Joshua as, he go, as he's going into battle. Truth from God's conversation with Joshua. Actually, God commands Joshua in chapter 1 can be found in the book of Ephesians throughout his pages. If we look for them, and I'm going to point some of those out, we can find them. And just like Joshua and the Israelites, we're going to battle. Whether we like it or not, we're going to battle. And if you're not saved, if you're not a Christian, you're in the battle. And you have absolutely no resources. You don't look at your Bible. You don't care about your Bible. You're absolutely going in the battle. Just as Joshua's army was a physical battle, ours are spiritual. I emphasize that again. May I again quote from Ephesians 6.10 and the second part of the verse. I'm going to end with this and we'll continue next week. And here's the reason that we have to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And Paul gives a reason. Ephesians 6.10, the second part of the verse. That you may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemes or strategies, whatever you want to use, of the devil. That's the reason to be strong. The devil is a spiritual creature. Let me go further into this. Verse 11 of chapter 6, it says, Because, for, that's what the word for means, because we wrestle. Remember I said earlier in the start of this message, the Christian life is a wrestling match. We not only do we wrestle against ourselves, wrestle against the world, but we wrestle against the schemes and wiles of Satan himself. Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. That's humanity. But against spiritual wickedness. I'm going to, and I won't read the rest of that verse, but because I want to later explain what those mean. So, let's end. Uh, thank you very much for listening. God bless you. May you continue to listen with your sword by your side. God bless.